Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year as a business owner. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes, expert guests, and interviews with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. I am so excited to have Michelle on the show today. So you guys know that when I started my business, I started off as a designer, a brand designer. I take all branding things serious. And one of the things that I always knew really early on is that it's very important to make sure that you protect your business. One of the first few things that I did besides you know, setting up the LLC, even when I started being full-time in my business, I was an employee of my business. I was right on salary. I've always made sure that the legal parts of my business, I had my business license. I realized that a lot of people don't know to do all of these things. So I think it's very exciting to have a trademark attorney on today because y'all need to get y'all stuff together. <laughs> So, Michelle, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and let everyone know, you know, how you got started, what you do, all the things. Okay, so I'm Michelle Murphy, and I am the owner of the CEO Legal Loft, as well as my own law firm, Wilson Murphy Law. I'm a trademark attorney slash small business attorney, so I focus on trademarks, copyrights, forming your business, forming the right type of business, and just just guiding small business owners on what they need to do legally at the beginning so that down the road, when you hire maybe a corporate attorney, that everything is kind of, the systems are in place yeah. and you don't have to kind of do this like tear down and fix everything, which is a bigger or tax bill, a bigger legal bill for you. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just try to empower small businesses to, to get the legal stuff done and face it because I know it's scary. <laughs> and I just try to make just the law accessible. I mean, for so long, it's been a gatekeeper. Like we lawyers have been gatekeeping. There's so much like, information online. Yes. It's like, you will go to LegalZoom and think that you're good to go, and then you'll, you'll find out that you weren't. And it's very scary to get a letter from someone saying that you've done something, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And I know even for me, when I was in law school, I had no like, I'm a first generation lawyer. Like, I did not have any, I did not know not one lawyer. Nobody okay. I knew that went to law school. And so it was just like, when I got in, I was like, what is going, like, what is this? <laughs> And I just feel like, what is this language that people are talking? Like, what am I reading? Like, I don't understand any of this. And so just to be able to tear down and break down legal concepts so that they're easier. What made you know. focus on small business owners specifically? Because I feel like we're such a little special, little tiny <laughs> niche of people that are like. So, okay. I'm going to tell you kind of how my business formed. Okay. Um, just because you we all have a trans, like a transformation. <laughs> <laughs> so basically when I started my firm, 
I thought I was going to be like a consumer protection attorney, basically focusing on credit, getting people out of credit card debt. That was what I did prior to my work at the DOJ, the Department of Justice. And so what I did at the Department of Justice just did not translate into something that I could build outside of the government. So I had built the website like it was up. And I had a dream one night about one a big influencer, YouTuber, and she was like in legal trouble. I was like, just go to your attorney. <laughs> She's yeah. like, I don't think they have attorneys for what I do. Literally woke up at 3 a.m., like mm. shot up out of my bed. Yeah. <laughs> and was like, Google, like, is this, is this a thing? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm into this. And I saw other attorneys were doing it. And I was like, wow, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I ended up a month before my launch, which is not smart. <laughs> do what I did. Uh, a month before my launch, change everything to trademarks, copyrights, small business formations, like change my entire practice area. And yeah, I'm, I'm that's pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> no, you know something. So I talk, I help people specifically to like brand. I used to, when I was doing design, it was rebrand. So it was people who finally figured out what they wanted to do. Right. I'm obviously a creative at heart. So naturally I change my mind every five seconds. Um, <laughs> And so I understand the person who gets the idea and then the passion kicks in and then the ideas kick in and then you go crazy. Like I get that. So I do get like <laughs> when you hear something, it's like, oh, that would be something I would actually enjoy doing. Exactly. You know, you got to go for it. So I'm glad that you <laughs> went for it. So I had a trademark attorney in my coaching program. And one of the things that she said actually really stuck out to me. So I want to get your opinion on this. Okay. She was like, oh yeah, the trademark needs to be done before you hire this designer, before you do it. It should be like one of the very first steps. Like once you start thinking of your idea, this needs to be the first step. So tell me how you feel like the order of things. So if, if I'm a small business owner and I'm like, okay, I have this great idea. I need to get my website together so I can start marketing. And I have the idea for the name. I have my company name. I have the LLC like what should what should be all the things that are happening like if you gave it an order of things well I guess it kind of depends on your industry too but if you need contracts get your contracts up and you know on your website and your client contracts done because you can't well you can you can you shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) oh people are doing it I'm like where is your contract girl (laughs) so I would say the contracts obviously and then I go back and forth about LLC, like needing that. It's just kind of like if you're not making money or if you're not in a high risk industry or if you're not taking like a lot of money from people, I think you can hold off on the LLC until a little so bit you're like, when no, you're no. really making money. I, I personally have one, but I'm a, I'm in law. Like, so yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> I couldn't take that risk. But yeah. a lot of California attorneys are sole proprietors because Forming an LLC out there is just so expensive. Yeah, I've heard. I've actually heard that recently. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say the trademark is really important if you're like, I cannot and I will not change this name. Like I have spent so much time coming up with this name. I am not going to change it. If that is the case, I say do it right away. I know that's what I did for the CEO Legal Loft. I was like, I'm not changing this name. (laughs) (laughs) And so I filed what is called a 1B application. And that means it's an intent to use. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not using it yet. Yeah. Yeah. You're not using it yet, but you're going to hold this name until you're ready to launch your course, your business, whatever. 
And so that's what I did. That's what I recommend. If you are scared about someone taking your name, any of that stuff, go for the trademark first. If you're like, you know what? I'm not in love with this name. If it's taken, it's taken, and I'll try to figure out a new one. Most people are not like that. No, they get very attached to these names. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I have a horror story for you guys when she's done with this. <laughs> <laughs> but if, it, like I said, if you're not that attached, then you can wait. But if you are attached to a name, make sure you're doing – we have to make sure you do the proper research because that name could already be taken. You just yeah. don't know. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny. I feel like I think – I think everyone thinks they can DIY literally anything because the internet is so vast and there's right. videos everywhere. So I'm one of these people. So I'm like, okay, cause I'm smart. I know how to do stuff. I can read things. I actually follow directions. I'm like, okay, it's actually very simple to go on and file your little trademark. So I'm like, okay, let me file my trademark. No one had, I did the little research. I'm like, cool, I'm good to go. I own the domain name, so it, ha it can't be taken y'all. I'm good to go. I own the Facebook name, I'm good. Y'all, I go and use this name for my program, and then I get a letter from a lawyer. <laughs> and they're like, my client <laughs> is specifically asking that you cease and desist using this name. It's ruining her reputation because she's been out longer than you, basically calling me a small fry and how she's been making all this money from this program name. But like, she didn't own the domain. I have the Facebook group name. So how she been using this name forever? I was pissed. And then I started looking up, and then, you know, I got a, I got an action from the trademark people, you know, the USPTO, and they're like, hey, this name is also very similar to this guy's stuff, and he's already in your category. I was like, ah! So, <laughs> I need, regardless, needless to say, I had to change my name because I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, I, I talked to a trademark attorney, and she's a friend, and I'm like, should I? Like, can we fight this? And she's like, well, this person really was making money from this. She just hadn't filed it. I'm like, well, she's stupid! But apparently she's been using it. So I'm like, why, if you don't, like, where is the delineation between, well, this person was using it, but this person actually legally filed it. It was just too much. And I was like, if I had just done the stuff up front, then this wouldn't even be an issue right now because the trademark attorney will look up all this stuff in all of the places and do the right. better due diligence research than what I had did clearly. And so <laughs> I just want you to know that I respect what you guys do because... <laughs> When I get these little actions, it's like, well, do you you can't just say this word, so I need you to then write in a special note saying that you're not trying to say that you're mm -hmm. so I was like, why? I, I don't know. I don't know. So it's a lie. Don't y'all play out here with these trademarks in your brand. So, okay. One of the things that came up for me just as a business owner, something that I'm curious about is like all the things that we launch, should they all be like copyright, trademarks? You know, we have, especially like coaches, right? I, I work right. with a lot of coaches. We have so much intellectual property. Right. And like I share all these resources. I've been hearing all these horror stories of clients stealing coaches stuff and using their resources yeah. with their own clients. Like how yeah. do we protect ourselves as much as possible. I, I don't want to go to small claims court, but I want to scare somebody into thinking I'm going to take to court. <laughs> I want you to know what's going to happen if you play around with my stuff. So help help small business owners kind of understand, like, should we be copyrighted? Should, if we put a little copyright note, does that mean it's copywritten? Because technically, as a designer and creative, intellectual property is supposed to be covered, I thought. Help us understand like how all of that stuff works and what we should be doing. <laughs> so when it comes to hiring someone to create things for you, so you're the brand designer, <laughs> you want to make sure that your contract has an intellectual property clause 
an assignment clause if necessary. And an assignment clause is essentially like giving the person that hired you, the brand designer, giving them all of the assets and having them like own those assets. And so that's also, there's just so much assignments, license, like you can go so many ways with the intellectual property in your contract. Like that, that is one way to actually protect yourself and copyright transfers. Like there's just, there are ways to do this. So that's one thing you want to look for, especially in like independent contractor agreements or coaching agreements, like see how intellectual property is treated, how your separate intellectual property before you even got into this agreement is treated and how any intellectual property that has been created while you guys have been working together is treated. So both of those are really important. Obviously getting a trademark, you're covered. Like there's really nothing that the other party can do unless they were using the name first. And then as far as copyrights go, you can, The only way you can sue in federal court and same with trademarks, the only way you can sue in federal court is if you actually file a copyright registration or trademark registration. Okay. Um, So everything is like anything that's created is automatically copyrighted. Like it's automatic, automatic. It's just a matter of, can you do anything if somebody copies you because you didn't file for the copyright yet Mm -hmm. with the library of Congress, which is people that are over all the copyright stuff so So a quick question about that then if so if everything is copywritten what is what's the benefit of that out if you can't do anything with the federal could you do something locally like is there is there like special rules or is there basically no protection just kind of like you know honor system system. (laughs) y'all be out here with the honors code (laughs) basically what i mean all there's really nothing like legally that can be done without an actual copyright registration. Mm. Um, so you can, I think I want to say, cause I don't do copyright litigation, but I believe yeah, yeah. you can expedite. Like if there is an issue, you can't expedite your copyright okay. registration. That's, that's um, possible. Like if you messed yeah. up and you see someone taking your stuff, it's yeah. like, well, okay. Oh, see, that's not, this is what I'm saying. Like I, one of the things that I stress, so, I, you know, as a marketing person, I worked in marketing for 15 years. And one of the things that bothers me the most is when I see some little coach out here trying to teach somebody marketing, I'm like, you don't know marketing. You cannot teach people or just pop up doing this stuff that people have spent years learning because like, listen, like listening to you say all this stuff, it's, we go down like a rabbit hole of more things that we don't know exactly, or yeah. more possibilities of what can happen and more rules and more additional things that you just have no clue. And I know that, again, that USPTO website, I mean, they give you little videos. They walk you through the paperwork. Yeah. They take your money so fast. I have spent, and it's like three fifty dollars a pop, or I don't know what it is. I think that's what it went up to now. Yeah. I have filed, because at that point, I'm like, well, that's way cheaper than the trademark attorney, which is usually $2,000 plus, right? Yeah. For one trademark. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I can file this for three fifty. dollars I just <laughs> saved me so much money. I have spent three fifty dollars multiple times messing all of them up. <laughs> I, <laughs> at the end of the day, if I had just spent the two grand or whatever the person cost, I would have been good to go. Like my trademark attorney just sent me like my little my little certificate and all this stuff. And yeah. now I can use my little R for my yeah. stuff. 
but she had to come in and fix my trademark. And now all I have, I forget what the other trade, like I, you can have like one trademark and then one other type of trade. I have the trademark that's not like as cool, but you know. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but anyway. The supplemental, are yes. you supplemental? Yeah. Yeah, because I have you know, the Business Branding Academy, which is literally the yes. most common names that you could possibly use for any business. Anyways, even just that, she was like, girl, your name is way too common. You can't just use these names. You can't call it the Business Branding Academy. You're literally teaching people how to brand their business. Right. Like, it's all too literal. There are are so many little rules that we just don't know. This episode of the Revolutionary CEO Podcast is brought to you by my group coaching program, Revolutionary Brand. It's a transformational coaching program for service-based entrepreneurs and coaches who are ready to build and leverage brand visibility using video content to attract and enroll premium clients and sell your high-ticket programs and services for $1,500 or more in the next 90 days without complicated marketing funnels or being great at sales. I created this program specifically because I know that you've probably been offering discounts to try to entice more clients to close. You're creating freebies and posting content so frequently, even though you don't have the time, you've been rebranding to try to make your business look better. You've been customizing your offers and lowering your prices and you're over all of that. This program was crafted to help you to repackage and relaunch your offers to only focus on one ideal client profile and one problem you can solve so you can confidently articulate your value and close sales needed to hit your monthly income goals. It's going to help you map out and plan all of your strategic video content. You'll need to lead your ideal clients from Googling their pain points to paying full price for your service. And you'll learn how to implement processes to strategically automate parts of your business and prepare it for scale and prerequisites to qualify leads that get you 90% of the way to the sale before your sales conversation even has to happen. So make sure you go to revolutionarybrand.co to submit your application and book your compatibility call. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see business owners making when they have that end up giving them like legal implications later? Because I know you you probably have to fix people's stuff too all the time. So give, give us like a little, give us a horror story. Like tell us some of the biggest mistakes. I want biggest mistakes first and then I want like a horror story example. <laughs> I like so, to frighten people into doing the right thing. <laughs> I would say big mistakes, obviously, generic names. Don't like, you can't trademark candle if you're a cam- the candle company. Like, you can't trademark, you can try. Le candle. <laughs> no, but ma'am. it's going to be very hard to get it through. Those type of things. What else? Just people thinking, like you said, website domains, thinking that that means that they have a trademark because they were able to get the website domain. That happens a lot. Just, just not doing their due diligence. I mean, just even if you can just do a, a little Google search, you know, maybe it will, something won't pop up. Maybe it will though. It just, it really is. There's just, Y'all think these names are unique that you came yeah. up with? I had this name and I was like, nobody could possibly have come up with this. And someone used it. It had it on shirts and everything. I was like, I thought it was the most random thing. It was like, you know, I was doing a little play on words and someone else right. had the same sense of humor, apparently, because it's the same thing. And I was like, really? You will not believe the amount of, because everyone's doing, you know, when you're trying to come up with your business name or your product name or your service name, you going on synonyms 
thesystems.com and the, right. the, the exactly. source.com. Everyone else is also going on the source.com. Exactly. And they're also doing the same stuff. And they also found that person who has something very similar. So you just changed it. They found the same change. You are not as unique as you think you are. <laughs> My name is Letitia. And I have, there's a Letitia Lynch. There's a, a bunch of Letitia Lynch's out there. <laughs> and they spell it the same way. They spell it 30 different ways. You are not that unique, honey. So and that it's a, it's, you're not unique. Speaking of spelling, just because you change one letter in that in that trademark does It'll not be like, mean, nah, this is the same category. The it same. sounds very similar. Exactly. <laughs> if it sounds similar and you guys are selling similar things, it's not even because I have a client right now. She is in social media marketing. They said that her name, obviously, the name is very similar. I mean, we had already flagged it. Yeah. Um, but they were like social media managing and website design. They're similar categories. Mm, uh, but you would, she wouldn't even think that because I wouldn't. Right. Mm. Exactly. So we have now, we, you know, I responded to that office action. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but these are just things that happen because that happen. And, and it's the as businesses are just getting into like so many different joint ventures. I mean, we had what the post office selling with forever 21, like, Oh my God. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they had a clothing like collaboration at forever 21, just brands are just branching out into just so many different ventures now that even so, yeah, even if you wouldn't think that these classes, which are the categories mm-hmm. of the goods or services that you're selling, you wouldn't think that these classes are anything sim- like similar to each other, but gotta be careful. Business- yeah, businesses are just doing everything now. So it reminds but- me of like coming to America with McDonald's and McDonald's. <laughs> and I'm like, I know he had to get in trouble. It looked just like he's, right. he's like, we don't we don't have the art. We don't have the arcs, we have arcs. <laughs> We don't have the Big Mac. We have the Big Mick. You guys are out here being the McDonald's to McDonald's and thinking you're doing something. Like, everybody knows you copied this person or you didn't know you copied, but you copied somebody. Right. And you can't do that. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just, again, just doing your due diligence. And I understand funds are tight. I do get it. I get it. Small businesses, we don't have like we out here struggling. Yeah. We got expenses, <laughs> we got taxes. The more money you make, they tax right. exactly. Now you gotta hire that CFO and the attorney. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. I know it's it, it it becomes a struggle of like what should you do first, but if you don't have your legal foundations in place and you just wait and you wait and you wait, it's just it like, cost you money, man. Yeah. It, it, it costs, costs you so much you. money. I want a horror story of someone who didn't file like a trademark or a copyright and then it came back like, you know, money-wise, because it'll hit you, you can't, or, or scary-wise, like legally. So it didn't happen to my client, but this was something that was big that was going on maybe like two or three months ago. Actually, mm-hmm. it was in December of last year. I don't know if you know who Haley Page is. She's a, a wedding yes, dress girl. Yes, the wedding dress girl. The wedding okay, dress Tell the wedding dress girl, because in case people don't know, now I, I, I'm an internet person and I read all of the gossip. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, they still have problems going on right now. Yeah. It's getting bad. Tell the story. So, <laughs> Haley Page is a wedding designer. I think she was on, what is it? On TLC. That show, the wedding dress show on TLC. Oh, yeah. With, been on with, there. with Klein, Klein's whatever. Yeah. 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 That, that um, fancy one. Yeah. Say yes yeah. to dress. 
say yes to the dress. Yeah, she mm-hmm. she has designs on there. Yep. And so she went into a joint venture with another company. They contracted everything out. Well, I'm assuming I don't I don't believe that she hired an attorney to she look didn't. over this contract with her. I don't remember if she did it or yeah, if she if yeah. she had it was basic. She she was it yeah, was like she was really young. Yeah. She was really she young. Was really young. I think you don't be thinking about how big you could be one yeah, day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so now she's in a situation where the company owns her name. Like so her actual her name. Her actual name. Yeah. And so she they have the trademark for it. She can't even go on her social media and post and without their name. permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They took over her. They took her Instagram account. That they she took her in, like yeah. 20,000 plus people. Yeah. She, they took her Instagram account because it was her name and they needed it. So they took yeah. it and they legally could. Yeah. They filed in court that she had to cease and desist using her name yeah. until everything is settled. She was crying. She had to make another, she had another account for like her dog, right? And she had yeah. to use that dog account to talk to people. And she was like, I can't use my name. I, yeah. She tried to post recently, yeah. uh, like a month ago. And they were like, oh, no, you did not get permission from us. No. Like, she cannot post as herself she can't post as herself and that is crazy i always and also those designs were hers she designed all of that designer yeah yep she does not own and she literally wrote away her name her identity it's really really sad yeah it is and i always tell my clients like try not to use your name like if you can i mean we there are people that are doing fine you know trademarking their name that's you, you know but if you can, I would just stay away from that because you just never, you never know. And you don't want to be put in that situation where you can't use your name publicly. <laughs> and a lot of times, if y'all don't think about the future, a lot of you are creating companies right now that one day you could sell for a profit. And exactly. now you will have had to sell your name. Like yeah. Think about Martha Stewart when she got locked up. They were like, well, we own Martha Stewart. Right. <laughs> she had exactly. a hard time with that. Like you can, she can't just make a Martha Stewart company anymore. It's like you lose the rights to your name as pretty darn scary and you don't want yeah that. well exactly this was such a helpful conversation i just want let me see to wrap it up i kind of want to see one last big question for these people out here who are definitely like you know kind of worried about this stuff what are what are just a few tips that you would give like people like if they could tra- if they had to prioritize trademarking certain things what things would they want to trademark kind of like first? Like, you know, like give them a, or like a top three things you should definitely have trademarked and invest in doing that. So I would say if you have like a name that for your company, like a company name, not your LLC name, like the name of the company that people outwardly see, go with that first. Then after that, do your logos. Because I see so many times that people do the logo first and Every time you change that logo, get out of refile. So, mm. like, you know, so. If I've you just changed have my logo for, three times in the last two years, guys. <laughs> so if you just have the name first and then you, you know, change your logo as many times as you want, the name is still going to be protected. So name first, then logo. 
And then, you know, if you have any slogans and things like that, you can do that later. And then I don't know how many people on here like have weird trademarks, I, weird as in like sounds. You can trademark all that type of stuff, but I don't know. I mean, I don't have product I, people. I have, so yeah. I have service providers and coaches. So what yeah. about program names and stuff? Like should that stuff, Pro- or if, if they make courses, stuff yeah, like program that. Program names and courses, coaching programs, courses, definitely trademark those names but they have to be unique so (laughs) i know so many times that courses that are created like literally just have because the name we're like okay this is the the instagram makeover and that's the other thing do not use instagram in the name and think that you're going to trademark it's not even just instagram it's insta it's ig instagram Graham, Graham. yeah, they know that you're using that stuff. Like you can't have Insta worthy. Like they know Insta worthy is for something training people on Instagram, so you don't get to trademark that stuff. They they will be you, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) they don't play about that stuff. (laughs) So if you are going to do something, make it a little bit more social media. You know that. So yeah, just make sure that you're. And if you need help there's nothing wrong with going to someone for help. Even if you just need to do a strategy session, you can do that. I know I offer strategy Mm -hmm. sessions. My colleagues offer strategy sessions. Maybe you can't, you know, hire the attorney right now, but at least you can get their input. Yeah, you better pay for those $150 (laughs) an hour uh, strategies and talk to these people. Well, I'm so happy that you were able to come on and share your wealth of knowledge in the industry. Where can people find you on the web? So I'm on Instagram under the trademark attorney underscore. I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok, by the love way. Love TikTok. And- <laughs> I spend so much time there. <laughs> I I got the. You've been on here for too long. Why don't you go? Oh my god, drink? I hate that guy. Or yeah, that, the yeah. dude that pops up like, yeah. hey, are you still scrolling? So I'm on TikTok under the trademark attorney, and then you can find me under Facebook, Wilson Murphy Law, also the CEO Legal Laws. So I have pages for both of those. So nice. I'm just kind of all over. I'll and I'm on sure Pinterest I, too. <laughs> yes, I'll make sure I have your information in the show notes. And I really want to thank you for coming on and talking with my people so that they can make sure that their brands are legal. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. Bye. If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, or to show my guests and me some love, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Letitia. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. Talk to you next week.